how do you continue to tell the stories for the teenagers and the adaptives and the masters? Uh, you're going to need you're going to need support. You're going to need coverage that takes dollars. It's full circle back to like what what you just asked about, you know, revenue sharing and, uh, uh, you know, how are they going to make it work? But I'm trying to be patient and I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Masters Fitness Championship podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Ship. And yes, it's been a little bit since we got you our last podcast, but excited to bring you this one as we're getting ramped up and rolling, not just into the Christmas season, but into what it seems like is the competition season. We just came off of the Down Under Championships and all of the excitement that went with that. Um, we've got legends coming up. We've got all kinds of stuff coming out from CrossFit HQ. Um, some exciting, some with mixed reviews. Uh, but have the opportunity to talk with Rick Stevenson. Rick, if you don't know him, first off, what an incredible dude. Um, absolutely love Rick just as a, as a human being. But also an incredible crossfitter 2022 games athlete took second that year in the 50 to 54 division uh it took 21st in the semifinals this year he paired up with lon allen and won their division at mfc 2023 he's a multi-time uh mfc athlete multi-time everything athlete uh but also is a podcast co-host with Jason Grubb. So you want to talk about somebody who's not just doing it in terms of on the competition scale, um, but man, they've got a great podcast. They're talking about strictly, uh, not, not strictly, but but predominantly master stuff. There are some things that go to the whole community, but predominantly master stuff. So you want to talk about somebody who is in this space, not just from a uh, an age perspective and a competition perspective, but in this space in terms of looking at it from a media perspective, dissecting things. He's a deep thinker, he's a smart guy, and he's an incredible dude. Um, so get a chance to talk about a, a few different things, man. We actually start into some of the changes, some of the things that we're wanting to see as we come along, um, but then get a chance to talk and reflect a little bit on MFC 2023. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Hey, here's Rick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Um, as you heard in the intro, I'm here with Rick Stevenson. Rick, a, a master CrossFitter, master is in both, yes, his age, but also um, he is a games athlete. He is um, a, a semifinal athlete uh, from the, the concept of the, the master's open. Uh, he is, uh, and also just a, an awesome dude, Rick. Uh, I appreciate you being here with us. We're getting this started a little bit late because he is also a Division Three football aficionado. Um, we we both are alumni of nationally relevant relevant Division Three programs. Both are suffering in the defeat of no playoffs, so we were we were wallowing yep. in our sorrows together. But then uh, Rick also brought up that uh, an interesting thing is that the basketball Final Four for Division Three last year was at yep. the. Allen County War Memorial Coliseum, where the Masters Fitness Championship is held. So interesting that we were we were there. Um, apparently, Fort Wayne, Indiana, is literally becoming the center of the athletic universe. Um, so so you know who knows, man. Maybe maybe we can all get all of those events there at one time and just pack the city. I'll be uh, paying attention. In fact, I'll go take a look at the uh, schedule this year and see where they're holding it. And if they're back there, hey, for me. It's a closer, it's a pretty close drive. Well, I might and, just and, wander over. 
Well, you know, and you just walk in and say, I'm Rick Stevenson, and they're just going to let you uh, have free yeah. reign of the place, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, that'll <laughs> – I'll wear I'll wear the shirt. How about that? <laughs> so so okay, Got Rick. Um, so so you and you and Jason Grubb do a podcast together. It's awesome. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. For anybody who's listening to this, I would encourage you to go and and if you really enjoy Masters content, um, Jason and Rick really do a good job talking very specifically about Masters content in relation to yep. the 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 relevant world that we are in. Kind of in the same thing that I'm trying to do here. Um, although um, both Jason and Rick have more fitness in their pinky finger than I have in my whole body. So they'll definitely, uh, they'll give you a, a, a different perspective. Um, but Rick, I, 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 oh, what you got, buddy? I was going to say, we love doing it. Uh, and, but we, I'm glad you hit uh, that on the head about trying to keep it focused on the masters because you could open up your podcast role and find mm-hmm. eight, 10 a, a week that focus on the elites. And that's fine. And that's where the eyeballs and generally the do- dollars go. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm we just thought that there needed to be a little bit more focus on the community. So there's a, there's a few of us out there that are pretty um, adamant about trying to be as consistent as we can as bringing you into the news and talking about what's going on in the community and uh, events like MFC. That was, that was perfect that weekend, the way that worked out. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's funny how the community, so the community of the masters as a whole is interesting. Um, it's a great community and it, it's, it's even, it's even more interesting how the community that is trying to focus on the community has become kind of a close knit group in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. Know, it, 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 small it, world. Yeah. So yeah, small world, it, you know, I mean, at MFC, you know, we talk about all the people that were there and you start talking about, you know, you and, and Jason, but I mean, but, but even beyond you guys, I mean, we start talking about going off the floor and talking about, you know, Chris Henshaw and, and Brian friend. And, um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the people that were there that were, were really wanting to put an, an emphasis on the masters and um, kind of how throughout that whole weekend, I think it was such a good weekend, and we'll certainly get to that in a little bit. But I think, mm-hmm. I think the quality of the weekend plus the quality of the people that were involved just really created kind of a nice, uh, a nice melting pot where we we all kind of developed a bond that I think will benefit Absolutely. the masters. Yeah, I, it. it uh, I look forward to it every year, and uh, I know this was year four, mm-hmm. uh, and it came. It was you know born out at a at a perfect time. We, you know the masters community was starved for competition in 2020 having you know the games canceled not that i had qualified but mm-hmm. the you know you ran the, the guys ran a very solid qualification process and mm-hmm. and because of the consistency every year uh, and opening up divisions and um rx now and and teams and i mean it's a it's a it's a big gathering you know the athlete totals I'm, i wasn't sure about what yeah. the total number of athletes were this year but they keep growing it but they're growing it as a quality product and yeah. over over know, 500 athletes this year over 500 athletes yeah. it's just a lot of fun yeah. and yeah we'll, we'll talk more about it but yeah well and, and, and so yeah, you're four and growing well and, and that's the thing is, is i wanted to you know obviously with with that um concept you know i i think my initial my initial poll is like hey let's jump in and talk about mfc i think what i wanted to do is i think we're going to come back around to it because i mean i mean let's let's honestly face it i mean mm-hmm. um you know big news i mean we're i for me i mean you guys hit it early for me um you know life kind of got to me and and so this is about three oh. weeks after a, a a fairly large announcement don't know if anyone has heard or not um but, but crossfit <laughs> we're gonna break with, it right with, now with a big announcement <laughs> um no but but uh, you know, go in and and they're going to split up the split up the teams, the masters, and the adaptive. Um, and mm-hmm. so the Pit Fitness Ranch is going to take the teens. Um, Legends is going to take the masters, and Wheelwad is going to take the adaptive. 
Um, and, and, and so I think it's interesting as we, as we listen to this and we'll probably stay, I mean, I say not probably, I, I feel quite certain we're going to stay pretty honed in on the masters in this, but, um, mm-hmm. to, to hear a lot of the different perspectives and different sides and, and, and kind of see the direction that everybody th- maybe thinks this is going. I, I think Rick, I, I'll tell you this much. And, and I'd like to get your opinion at the moment, even three weeks later, I, I, I still have the same questions that I had when it came out initially. Um, am I excited that there's going to be an opportunity for people who really are excited about the Masters to put a focus on the Masters? Absolutely, 100%. Um, but I think I still have some some questions just about what type of support, how are, how are, how are uh, duties going to be divided, how is support from HQ right. going to function? I, I think... Uh, yep. In much the same way that a lot of the licensing things happened and, and you know, maybe some people were, were, you know, some people jumped on the train and then were maybe disillusioned. Some people maybe didn't get everything they thought they were going to get from the licensing. I mean, I guess I just I have questions about how is not Absolutely. how is Legends going to do it, but how is HQ going to dull out their support? Yeah, well, I for <laughs> we might be three weeks uh past talking about that announcement but we're only a week past them announcing a little bit more structure to the season too so you actually have some dates uh and what we don't have are the specific dates and venues for um the team the teens and the masters and also for wheelwad actually um you know yes we have questions uh i want to give them the benefit of the doubt um I let me get on my soapbox here for a minute. Go but for it. There have been there. I've been in. I've been. I believe in CrossFit. I believe in the methodology. It's something that I picked up at a point in my life where I just I needed. I needed an outlet. And um, outside of a few years where I was not at a high level at all, um, and it's debatable if I am or not. But it, outside of those those first few years, there has been change in this space in every season, quite a number since basically 2018, you, you, you can tick off the, the years and something with the, the season has changed and their model for, for only having 10, uh, age groups and, um, age group athletes and teenagers and, um, a limited number of adaptive just, I don't think was working. I think we saw that you felt it. Um, you've heard, HQ talk on multiple outlets uh, where they'd love to have more. They thought 20 was good, but the you know space constrained and all that. Now they're in a new place down in Fort Worth. But I think the writing was on the wall that they wanted they wanted somebody else to take it off of them, off their hands. Now we want the success to occur, but the, with that and by you know decoupling yourself from the elites, you're going to have a lot less eyeballs on it. So. How do you continue to tell the stories for the teenagers and the adaptives and the masters? Uh, you're going to need you're going to need support. You're going to need coverage that takes dollars. That's full circle back to like what what you just asked about. You know, revenue sharing and uh, uh, you know how are they going to make it work? But I'm trying to be patient and I'm trying to give them benefit of the doubt because you know all we have to do is wait 12 months and it'll change again. I feel like I mean it's. Yeah, we, nobody likes change in their sport, but you know the NFL for years had a 16 game season. Suddenly they go to 17. Uh oh, what happens? Who gets the extra home game? How do you sort all that out? The NBA's uh, fooling around with this in season tournament right now. I mean, 
you know, it has to be explained on podcasts and websites. Like, what does this mean? And why are these guys playing on different floors? And what's going on? Um, and uh, baseball. Uh, baseball might have the same number of uh, regular season games, but, oh, they go and tweak the postseason and expand the rounds and add a wild card. And that changes how many postseason games you play. Those are professionals, and they're getting yanked around with change. So the, the least we could do is give them some time. Let's see what 2024 looks like uh and hope for the best <laughs> i think it's a but, long way i told you i was gonna get on no, my soapbox and, but and, i'm glad you asked that well, and, and it's a it's a great soapbox though i mean it really is i think it was interesting you know you, you kind of talked um you, know, you brought up the point and obviously in my position this is these are the things that i get i get I get to working on and, I, and my wheels get spinning is, mm-hmm. is you do you know, like the media coverage um, because I think it is one of those interesting yeah, things is, is, you know, yes. And, and I'm, here's the thing. I mean, you, you look at you, the, you know, getting a chance to be behind the scenes with MFC and see the factors that play in um, and yep. knowing that that has, you know, there are some factors with the games that we don't have to deal with at MFC. And so um, like, like just, you know, knowing that I there are some things I don't know kind of expands this this awe that I have for the orchestration of the games. Um, but you know, when you start looking at, um, you know, you're right. The writing was on the wall. Not only were they wanting someone to take it off, but they they needed somebody to. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and 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 so the interesting part is going to be okay. So so when we we get them to take it off, how much of that onus is going to fall on? Wheelwad and on the pit ranch and on legends to take yeah. like 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 you're right. One of the things that was the you know the big gripe this year was the media coverage, right? So mm-hmm. is HQ just going to go? Okay, well you guys are taking it, so figure out the media. Um, which you mm-hmm. know I mean, and here's the deal: is they can. I mean, it's not like they can't. Um, you know, legends has done right. that before, and Pitt had a had a stream this year, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I remember that. But but then the question because. It is. It's still a ton of money. Um, you know, sure. that was one of the things is as we were, you know, this year uh, with MFC, as we were trying to really put on a, a really great competition, um, the question kind of came to, you know, the the amount of money that it takes to put on a real high quality stream is that worth mm-hmm. it um, to have to reduce certain things? And 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 this year at MFC, they made the con- they they made the decision like we want to make the the Cut. athlete, the volunteer. Yep. And the fan experience as high quality as possible will probably, hopefully, come back to that at some point. I mean, you got you know how much mm-hmm. how much fun I had yeah. announcing that, so I would love to come back to it. But, but uh, but as the deal is, is there there's cost to things, and I wonder how how that's going to impact and affect with because if we're going to call these the 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 world champions, the the fittest on earth, I don't know, we don't call them world champions, sure. but yeah. if we're going to call these the the fittest on earth of the. 50 to 54 divisions. Age groups. Yeah, like are we are we going to are we going to yeah. take it and restrict it where such a small amount of people can actually view it? I mean, are we are we restricted to Facebook lives from somebody standing in the stands? And <laughs> that not like, a, and here's the deal, not a critique like the on games legends. This year. I don't yeah, well, and that's the deal, those the games. Like I, I, and I'm I not critiquing legends. so many people's Facebook streams. Yeah. It was or Instagram lives oh, yeah. as they're running and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what if we Got <laughs> well, you know what? I, so I pulled. I, you know, I got I got my announcing fixed because I pulled up my Facebook and and I, I went I went live. Actually, I went live from from the MFC account and I was doing my announcing. Sure. I popped in my headphone doing my announcing and everybody's like, "Hey, why don't you go do it?" And I was like, "They're not calling me." <laughs> so yes, well, yeah, back back to M- MFC for a minute. Um, yeah. You know, when we had a number of uh, folks from our gym at Black Flag Athletics qualify and make the trip over. And everybody was excited too, and so that the, the um, enthusiasm in the gym leading up to it, one of those natural questions was, 
is there going to be coverage? How can I watch? How can I follow? You know, and, you know, we had said, you know, up until even a few days before, we're like, no, we haven't heard anything, probably not going to be, but we'll keep you updated. And you know what? We all went, we competed, uh, we had some friends and family come and support, and they had a great time while they were there. But the folks that were back home here, you know, it didn't, you know, once you said there wasn't going to be coverage, I think they followed via social media. Yeah. And they, they were kept up to speed with what was going on. It's not the same as flipping on YouTube and clicking on, mm-hmm. you know, the event and watching heat after heat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it may do. And I think if you want more support, maybe more people need to be at these events too, in person, because then you can watch everything you want to. You can stand on your feet all day long mm-hmm. and cheer for everybody that you've seen, followed, support, and whatnot. Um, but you guys did a great job with coverage uh, I think from a social media perspective, and that's what really ultimately, uh, you know, the, the the folks back home just wanted to see. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. I saw your face out there. That's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Good right, job. See you when you get back. Yeah, because you know when yeah. when you start when you start talking about the the pool of people that are going to sit there and watch for seven hours a day, there are those of us that will. But the yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. right here. Yeah. These two guys right here. Yeah, exactly. um, but you know, but but you know, the majority of people they they want they want to see the people they know um, because yep. because I mean, let's yep. face it is is you know people have lives, people have jobs, people you know there's there are teachers out there that mm-hmm. can't sit down and watch it all day long. Absolutely. Um, you know, but uh, you know, and, and it's interesting. So you bring that up, and I th- I think it does something, and, and I think it opens up an area that I'm I'm actually kind of excited about. Um, I think it mm-hmm. opens up the ability because we talk about as you say maybe people should go and watch. Um, I think that when when we start talking about MFC, when we start talking about legends um, and, and some of the others that I mean, you know, like Monsters Game has a big master showing. Um, but when we start talking about some of these, mm-hmm. is is maybe the opportunity as we focus on the Masters to really start expanding the fan experience, um, kind of in the mm-hmm. same way, you know, because because I think about you think about yeah. Guadalupe, you think about the games. Yeah. Um, you, there's a massive fan experience that goes with it. You know, maybe that's an area that that we now can focus on and and really take right. and run with. Uh, I think that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's really part of the, how the whole, uh, uh, beginnings of Wadapalooza happened, uh, you know, they build themselves as a fitness festival. And so it was more than just the, you know, the competition was there, but it was the come and be a part of the community. You know, you can work out with such and such athlete and his communities here. And there's, there's things to see and the vendor village is bigger and bigger and better every year. Um, are these new organizations taking notes? Are they trying that? Um, yeah, I, I would think if not this year, yeah. you know, some of that feedback that comes back to them, maybe, okay, you know, we can devote a little bit more on the resource side to grow this. It's going to come at a cost. It's not, you know, unlimited budget like it felt like CrossFit had for the games for years. Yeah. But even now, now we know that they didn't have an unlimited budget either. <laughs> they had to make, they had to make some some That's hard right. choices. Yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd love to see, um, especially for because I think that the Masters community still does travel. I think so. Um, not, you know, I you know the crowd was decent. I thought at uh, Rogue Invitational, but I think they dealt with pretty crappy weather all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it, and so maybe there were more people there, and you just didn't see them sitting out in the rain mm-hmm. in the in the baseball diamond. But you know, to a high level event like that to Rogue or to Wadapalooza, people are going to go. Okay. But to the other higher level 
masters and i'm just going to focus on masters not teens and no offense to the teenagers but um people will travel i think uh you just have to have a you have to have a good reason a good experience and and uh something to bring you there it's yeah. not just i'm going to stand and watch 10 heats a day mm-hmm. i want to do something else yeah no I, I absolutely and i, I think I, I think that is something that that, that well, I think because it's it's not you're right it's not just um, it's not showing up to a football game and you sit down and you watch two and a half three hours and then you get right. in your car and you go home and you leave um, yeah you're there yeah. all day is the food multiple days that's right is the yeah. food good is food. there is there inter- something entertaining is there something mm-hmm. that you know my family my whole family can enjoy am I gonna learn something am I gonna have you know I think this year you know you, you talk about it at Vendor Village at the games they always have that one area in Vendor mm-hmm. Village where there's always a lot of teaching and a lot of activations and a lot of uh, clinics, you know, are we going to have some of those? And, you know, I think we tried to work that in with, with Hinshaw a little bit and, um, Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I think as, as it goes forward, cause I think, I think what we saw this year was, I think we, we were learning some things, you know, you talk about with social media, I learned a lot with social media cause it was kind of like, all right, Hey, let's put as much out on social media as we can. We're not going to have a live right. stream. So, yep. you know, let's, let's try and keep everybody's up to date. Let's give people a lot of the things that we can. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I think the, I think the space to do that is what's going to help grow this area um, in terms right. of, of the, the spectator experience where it's not just, okay, I'm going to come and watch, you know, my husband, my brother, my dad, my, my wife, whatever it is, I'm just going to come watch them, but I'm going to go experience this whole thing. Um, you know, and so it's interesting, we, we, we talk about that and we kind of started with Wadapalooza with this. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I wanted to hit on, I wanted to hit on, on this with you just a little bit as, uh, as we look at the, the landscape, you know, it's, it's funny. One of the things that, that I kept seeing a lot of comments on um, when they made the announcement about Legends was there's a lot of people that are like, what does this mean for, what does this mean for MFC now? Um, mm-hmm. you know, what, sure, what are they going to do? And, and uh, yeah, really great question, fair question. And, and really what it means is nothing really changes. Um, Good. You know, because when, when you look at it, I think it's really important, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I think it's really important. You've got the games. Games is is you know that's the pinnacle. That's what the season leads up to. That's right. what that's what everything. Yeah. But you know what? Something that gets almost as many eyeballs. The the every the, the lead up is different, and, and I get that. But I think it's important that there is a secondary major competition in Wadapalooza, mm-hmm. and and there are others that are growing as well. But but specifically talking about Wadapalooza right now that's kind of outside of the CrossFit HQ ecosystem that still functions with the base of CrossFitters um, that, that mm-hmm. quite frankly, they're not really in direct competition. Uh, and, and I think because they're not in direct competition, they actually strengthen the community together. Right. I, I, I like that there. Um, I like where MFC sits and I wish there would be more, but I'm not going to get greedy right now. I mean, you know, there, there's been granite games in the past and, uh, uh you know, TFX is, uh, I think, grew for a while and shrank a little during COVID and came back or so. I mean, th- there's a number of uh, um, higher levels that do include age groups. But to know that um, MFC is specifically uh, built for the age group, the master's community, um, and to keep it on a, you know, pretty... Um, I guess, regular time in the schedule on the calendar and know what you're going to get from a, a quality standpoint is important because then not everybody makes the, you know, the pinnacle, uh, but a lot of folks want to compete and a lot of folks want to test themselves. They want to go there and step onto the competition floor for the first time. 
yeah. or they want to go there and find out where or they're, they're a grizzled veteran and they want to say, oh, I haven't trained a lot lately, but I think this is, I'm turning a certain age this year. I better go see where I stack up against the field. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good kind of measuring stick. Um, so yeah, you can't get that out of a, out of a regional competition and or a local, certainly not a local. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have those, those higher tier um, masters events. And I know it's easier. We can say we want this and want that all the mm-hmm. time, but it's hard to do what they're all doing. I get that. Um, I just hope they continue to because where it fits and where it falls is very important. Yeah. Well, and, and so, it, you know, kind of comparing MFC to Wadapalooza, it's, I'm, I'm not trying to set oh. anybody up to a, to a, a standard that yeah. we can't obtain. I, I think it's more just the place that we are within the season and, and within the community. Correct. But it, yeah. but it does. It, it makes sure that you have to hold to a certain standard because one of the things is, is that Wadapalooza does a lot of things really well. Um, things that sometimes the game, sometimes they do things better than the games. Sometimes they don't do things as well as the games, but they, they function mm-hmm. within their own, their own community. Um, and, and so really, I, I guess the, the thing that we have to ask then is, you know, with MFC and, and with the way things run, I mean, now I guess this is the point where we talk about MFC 2023 and how those things went mm-hmm. and how those things played in. Um, you were obviously there. You were on a team with Lon Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody Absolutely. if anybody has been watching all of our or listening to all of our podcasts, you heard me talking to Brian Friend and we were talking about games athletes. And I completely, <laughs> completely <laughs> slid over Rick and Lon, even though I was there in person watching I, these guys. And, I, uh, and so I had to go back and edit the podcast. I was like, hey, I made a dumb decision. So... <laughs> I I was listening to it and then suddenly your edit comes up and I'm like, man, I don't know if I've ever heard a podcast call out themselves and go back and edit the edit it like that. So hats <laughs> off to you for that. I like, appreciate. Like there, I have I have zero um, zero shame, and so when I say something dumb, oh, I will. Same here. Oh, hundred percent. Like, oh, hey, that was stupid. Um, when, man, when we're out speaking as much as we do, you're, you're we're bound to. <laughs> that just. To. Oh hey. my gosh, yes. And I like I like to talk, so that's oh, my yeah, fault. Dude. So. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> But, but man, you were yeah, there. Yeah, you were, great experience. Oh well, and, with Lon. Yeah, so 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 you were there with Lon. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the teams. Uh, we talked a little bit off um, off air about the teams. Yeah. Um, how was your experience with the teams? Obviously, you know, you know, so it was split up by by age ranges. So it was you know age thirty groups. to thirty nine, yeah. forty to forty nine, and so on. What was your experience with that? Uh, well, this this was my fourth year overall. Um, first two years were individual, and then you opened up teams uh, last year. Uh, and then had such a good experience. It, uh, Lon was supposed to be, we were supposed to team up together, uh, but he had a, he was dealing with a um, little injury. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, get another buddy, Eric Smith, together, and we, we were, we teamed up. And then this year, Lon said, I'm healthy enough to make a go at it. Let's get together. Uh, I'm glad you have the teams of two. It's different. Um, and I like, you know, the age ranges are fine, um, the 10 year um, windows. I'm saying that now because we're on the lower end of the, of the <laughs> decade. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a little tough if you're seven or eight years into the decade and you're going up against, you know, that's, this is such a sport where age really does. Mm-hmm. The older you get, it makes such a big difference. I got somebody calling. I'm sorry about no, that. No, you're good, buddy. <laughs> you're good. Um, But I can't even turn it off. How about that? <laughs> I like that. Oh, well, we'll just put it under here, under the pillow there. Yeah. But um, it was it was well run. Uh, it was uh, larger even um, than I thought it was going to be with the added um, added divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it was smooth. You stayed on time, um, on schedule. We were very impressed with that. Everybody was talking about how, um, uh, you know, we did, we didn't get off cycle at all or off schedule, um, programming. We're fans of CJ Martin's programming, uh, from year one, you've kind of watched it evolve. Uh, the only thing this year, I'm surprised he didn't pull out the worm, uh, for the teams, uh, because that was an experience last year. And if you think, if you don't have a lot of experience or you haven't worked with your partner a lot, you can bury yourself with that, uh, Mm -hmm. that damn worm. Um, and I, I really um, am more appreciative of the teams uh, that move along through the season, the teams of four, where the two males, two females work together, and they spend so much time with the worm and really develop the chemistry and the communication skills needed to effectively move that thing. Because you just touch it for the first time with your partner and you're trying to figure out calls and signs and mm-hmm. you can't breathe. And it's a, it's a nasty combination. But absent having the worm, uh, really well run, loved the programming. Um, uh, it just, it was a really good overall experience. Yeah. Well, oh, and... I do have a, I do have a funny, Oh yeah. Well, funny to me, a funny to me Hinshaw story. Okay. And I listened to you interview him, uh, early on and, uh, saw him that he was going to be there. If you remember the event was, uh, it was the handstand walking and the calories on mm-hmm. ski and you had to switch back and forth. I don't remember the name of the event, but um, maybe Bjorn two Dillon. rounds. I think we had to do Bjorn yeah, that's it. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Bjorn it's no wonder I couldn't remember that name. <laughs> uh, it was three three rounds for each of us, so six total rounds. Mm-hmm. I think the second round in, I had I was starting to breathe pretty heavy, even with a couple minutes break or whatever we had at a rest. And I'm, I handstand walk over, pull the ski handles down, Maybe I had a minute 30 left to go and about 30 seconds in, I, I'm really trying to focus on my monitor only, but I look up and you had the, uh, they had the uh, railings so close to the ski. I looked straight in the Hinshaw's eyes and he just kind of like, give me a little, like little look. And I'm like, here, I, here I am looking at the master and I can't breathe. I mean, <laughs> how, what's that say about my conditioning? I'm like, oh boy, am I doing something wrong? I'm like, I'm just trying to hold on these ski handles and not yeah. just fall all over myself waiting for that clock to go off for two minutes and then I'm going to turn around and I'm not going to look at him ever again. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, of all the events, I could not catch my breath. And yeah. sure enough, he's sitting there four feet away staring at me. Oh, like, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. So well, those I'll tell you so here's the deal is that that floor specifically and that event specifically I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. So, you know, it, for for those of you that weren't able to be there, we had two floors. One was had a, had a a, a rig with had 20 rig. spots, yeah. big gigantic rig. I mean, we're talking a rig that they've had at the games before. Um and you know, obviously railed off with railing and and uh I think it was a 50 foot lane, maybe a little bit further actually. Um, but, but really, so you had about mm-hmm. six feet between the start mat and the railing, but, uh, so, so mm-hmm. if you're, if you're at the railing, obviously there's a ways to the rig, but there's stuff going up and down the, uh, the lanes, there's bikes, there's, there's everything yeah. on the other floor. It's a little bit tighter because it's, um, it still had the 20 lanes, but you don't have to deal with the rig. So you could really bring things in. Um, and when they did the ski erg, they had the, um, the ski erg right next to the railing. 
I got oh. some some of my favorite social media pictures and and just pictures that will, <laughs> will come out eventually. I mean, they're because you literally like when someone looks up, they come up for that skier. I mean, yeah. you, you're you're I don't know a foot and a half from them. Yeah, I mean, I could yeah. I could have reached out and and stuck my finger in somebody's mouth as they were breathing heavy. Yes, yeah, um, the mouth's I, open. Yeah, I, I'm not your sure. Eyes I'm not, are rolled back. Oh, <laughs> could you could terrible. you imagine that response uh, if I reach over and do yeah. that? Um, but but I I thought it made for a really cool. Um, atmosphere because you know how Absolutely. it goes. You know how it goes. Like, and 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 it's not just masters. I mean, do masters, teens, uh, individuals, every like everybody's so supportive. Like, there's we're still not mm-hmm. in a sport where yeah. people are now. I mean, you know, there may be a few people that people are actively rooting against because you want your guy to win, but no one is like you're right. not getting booed. Right. You're not getting taunted. You're not you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and so you are literally you're in a high level competition with people feet away from you the same way you would be in a gym and while you're out there suffering you got people sure. screaming for you yelling yeah. for you so whenever you're there and you have people that are right on top of you that way so you've done it you've been at the games and you've been at other major competitions ledgers excuse me legends mfc um what what type of environment does that bring when you have fans so close to you it is nerve-wracking for me <laughs> Really, honestly, it is because maybe in your own gym, when you're training, you're training around the people that you're most comfortable with, your training partners Mm -hmm. and, you know, nine out of 10 times they're doing the same thing you are, Mm -hmm. you know, right there here. It's just people that are standing there to do one thing, watch you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why we're out there. That's why we love it. We know that competing um, at these competitions, whether it's your first one or you're a veteran, um, you've made that choice. And you're out there to, you know, prove something to yourself. See how you stack up against your competition. And yes, there will be other eyeballs on you. That's just part of competing in front of fans. But uh, it's you know still yeah. If you don't get butterflies, I'm not. Are you are you even doing it right? I'm not sure. I think every I think everybody has butterflies, and uh, I like the uh, you know what this is the third year for it being at the. the uh, war memorial uh coliseum i think that's the third different floor orientation so this was this was fine too i I mean i like that um close up i think the individuals had the sandbags and and uh crossovers Mm -hmm. maybe or something like that or double i I forget this point it's terrible yeah but um yeah they they you know they're lugging the sandbag up and down doing the same thing um and they drop the sandbag and there's fans right in front of them there. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was intimate to say the least. And that's, that's fine. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, and wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, yeah, it was, you know, one of the things that, that I heard a lot and it was an interesting compliment, I, not like it wasn't a compliment, not a backlanded compliment or anything, but it's just interesting compliment. Heard a lot of compliments on the judging. Um, yes. and, and that was, yeah. I'll tell you, that's kind of one of those compliments that when people say that you don't, you, you take notice because typically you hear negative things about the judging. If the judging is fine, Mm -hmm. you don't hear anything about the judging. What was, what was your experience with that this year? Yeah. I didn't hear anything about it. So that was, that's good. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, That's good. One, you're recognizing these similar faces over and over again. And we love that because they're their own pretty close knit community too, for the most part. Oh, very Um, much so. And, and they, they move from, um, you know, larger, larger event to larger event. So it, it's something that I'm not familiar with from that side, but to see those same faces, um, each and every year or at this, you know, at all of the 
age group type of competitions is is important because then I think you get some consistency. And you know, look, it's uh, it is a still an evolving sport. Um, it's not perfect. You're you're asking to, you know, we don't have instant replay. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. Oh, oh, didn't get depth on your squad there. I mean, we'll have to go back and throw replay flag. Yeah. Uh, we don't get the luxury of that at all. So you're you're asking people that are volunteering their time to judge movements in real time, um, and it's the, it's a thankless job. There's no doubt, but they do it because they like to do it, and they're a part of the competition, and they're they're as much of of uh, the competition as the athletes and and those that are running the events are, in my opinion. I mean, you have to oh, has yeah. to all work together, uh, and I I'd rather have uh, judges that are out there trying their best, and maybe you know maybe there's a mistake here or there, than subject myself to online competition after one after another, and then that you've already submitted your video and you're at the mercy of somebody and, you know, watching it on a screen, you know, a week later and there's nothing you can do. You know, if I'm no rep out there on the floor, I was no rep on my overhead squat, my first overhead squat. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I know what I'm doing and I know where I needed to go and I didn't get no rep again after that. But it, you know, I, I was really pleased with the judging this year and I hope they get the um, the recognition that they deserve each year yeah, for yeah. the efforts that they put forth. Oh gosh, yes, they do. They yeah, they work so hard, and and they really, it's really interesting to watch from behind the scenes the pride that they take in their job. And I think that always Good. that always that always that's says what we a don't lot. see. Yeah, that's right. It always says a lot to me when you start talking about people that really take pride in their job, um, that they want to do things well, they want to do things right, they mm -hmm. they take it seriously, and so. I always thought I always thought that was really interesting. Okay, so Rick, let me let me ask you this. I didn't I didn't warn okay. you. I didn't warn you. And 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 that this is going to be a vague question. So take the time that you need. Good. If I need to if I need to um you know if I need to edit this and you know eliminate an hour we'll put, of you just standing there looking at the camera trying to figure out what you're going to say, I will. Do you uh, have the Jeopardy music that you could play oh, in the background? Oh, I, well, I definitely could. I don't have it okay. queued up. All right, I definitely let's could. do that. Here we go. Um, <laughs> three years into the future. What? Okay. Three years in the future. What is uh, what is the perfect scenario for how the Masters community has developed? Three years in the future. Okay, uh, we'll start with uh, <laughs> we'll start with the Open. Uh, it'll be God willing the same three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then and we'll move to some version of quarterfinals again. Uh, with given the number that they're going to take, we're going to have to move to an online semifinals. Okay. And then what I would love the end result to be is a very collaborative effort between those end events, the championship events for wheel wad and for, um, uh, legends and, and for team pit, uh, to have a, a, um, an event that is supported well by CrossFit, but, you know, as, as, um, able to stand up on their own as, as much as possible because of the support, uh, that they've done now for the last three years that the, that the community has shown for the last three years, comma, I would love to see, um, without going too deep into Wadapalooza, we know Wadapalooza is going to start a second event 
probably i think well we know it's out on the west coast right mm-hmm. i just yeah. don't know yeah details okay that that is a good start and i think i heard that there would be age groups there as well where you will have uh more opportunities to compete um given your various levels of skill um at some higher level national non legends crossfit games type of events that we are this many going to be uh if you're three years in the future um so that six years post pandemic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that organizations have figured out where the dollars need to come from uh the times on the schedules have been solidified and you have a a uh, a pretty good outline for your 12 months of how that looks because as much as we make jokes about it the lack of consistency does drive you nuts when you turn the page to the calendar and you're like when is this and when is that and what do i have to do you know we as a community generally are working and have other responsibilities and i can't just take off whenever i want to to go exercise really fast so three years in the future you have that that championship series that has been supported well by CrossFit. And then you have like the other higher level events that we are excited to go to because they're, they're well-run good products that are out there, good programming. Um, but you have some choices to make where you can pick and choose based on how you feel and where they land on the calendar schedule. So I love it, dude. That's fantastic. We'll see. Yeah, no. Three but, years, 20, what, 2026. Well, and, 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 and it's kind of a, an unfair question because, I mean, we just we just talked about how literally there is a change every single year. Now I'm, I'm asking oh, you God. for three yeah, years in the future. What, yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I would love to see some consistency. But, but they're not giving us the consistency because we know that they're still – all these events are still trying to figure out what works. Yeah. And back circling back, it costs a lot of money to put these on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited from the competitive standpoint to do this. I'm not the one running the event in the background, so yeah. I I understand it's not easy. Well, like you said, uh, but, I mean, kind of we, coming off of yeah, we just know, three years post COVID. Um, it's interesting the way in which in which it's difficult to uh, let me let me rephrase it. it. It's interesting how something that happened two, three years ago will still have an effect on whether it be financial, whether it be um, consistency, whether it be just planning. I mean, I mean, let's face it, you know, you come out of, you come out of uh, 2020 and maybe you had an event that was pretty solid every single year. And then you had this thing happen. And and so now you've had to deal with, because it wasn't just 2020. I mean, geez, 2021 and even some places, 2022, you're still having to deal with restrictions and you're still having to deal with sizes and you're still having to, it'll be interesting to say, to see like in 2026, like you said, so let's say that, that, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to use MFC just because I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's easy for me mm-hmm. to, to, for my mind to work this way. I mean, let's say that, right. that, you know, 2022 was, um, the beginning of a string of consistency for MFC between 2022 and 2026, four years where it's on sure. at least around the same weekend. It's in the same place, the same judges, yeah. the same volunteers that, the way in which the progress you can make in four years of consistency, I think in, in the way that we saw the games for a while yes. was always the same um, up until there were some wild things that happened. Um, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see the way that, that when the master's community and, and all these other communities too are able to, at least from an administrative side, pour into these events, 
you know, right. with God forbid something crazy doesn't happen again, um, if you can right. continue that and not have to build from the bottom. I mean, you talk about, I mean, I mean, let's, let's really, I mean, taking a look at it, look at what MFC did. 2020 was their first built year from the bottom, built from yeah. the bottom. And in, in three years, um, there's 500 athletes, uh, and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah. And there might've been some stuff that, that we could do better. And, but I'll tell you what, man, I mean, you, you, I mean, I thought it was a great event. Um, and imagine now Absolutely. what another three years, uh, looks like, you know, it may not be size, That's but maybe it's everything surrounding it. Right. That's what we're hoping for. And it, when you when you put on a good event, I mean, yeah, the allure, I keep coming back to Lollapalooza and, and you do too, but the, the allure of going down to Miami in January for most of us that live in these, you know, cold climates is is strong. And so not to confuse Fort Wayne in, um, well, the first time was around Labor Day or something. It was nice. It was warm. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, but falling now into the October time frame, you know, Fort Wayne in October is pretty you know, with the leaves, but it's not a destination like Miami in January. But mm -hmm. where you get over that is you, you, you run a solid event that brings people in and, and that they want to compete. And you keep getting the, that type of athlete that, uh, will, will show up each year and, and leave, you know, good impression, spread the good word. And suddenly you have an event that starts to build on itself, but you have to have those folks that are willing to keep putting it on each year that's the other thing that we don't control yeah so. absolutely man absolutely so yeah we can only hope <laughs> mfc will be here for a while ain't, ain't nobody going nowhere so good. that's uh good, good. I'm, I'm gonna throw as many double negatives in that sentence as possible to um <laughs> that's my that's the that's the southern it's it's that's the deal is double negatives well, don't don't cancel anything out in in southern speak double negatives are more emphasis so ain't nobody oh, never going oh. nowhere. Um, you know, that's <laughs> somehow I agree. With that. I've heard that before. <laughs> that's good. Well, dude, Rick, thank you so much for joining us, man. I mean, uh, um, enjoyed the conversation. Certainly won't be the last Likewise. Uh, as we continue to uh, to build not only the the master's community, but also kind of this uh, this master's media community. Um, Absolutely. Man, it, it, it's been it's been a ton of fun, brother. So, hey, thanks for thanks for joining, dude. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Recording stop.